Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Just save the elite. I don't care about you, Hangman Page. You offended my friend CM Punk anyway. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast review of AEW Dynamite. This is very strange for me. I haven't done a show here yet. To you, dear viewer, it looks exactly the same, maybe slightly different with the sides as before, but for us. Look how far he goes, everyone. Look how far away he is. We used that the wall used to cut off right I could, th- there. I would be touching a wall yeah. now. Yeah, we'd, we'd be like, we're really, we were hosting like this. Yeah. And now there is so much room for <laughs> kicks. <laughs> uh, please, if you haven't already, press the thumbs up, give us a subscribe, leave a comment down below with what you thought of this. Week's episode of AEW Dynamite, get in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. And please, in honor of Arn Anderson, go and support our sponsor, Hydragun. Hydragun, in fact, do you have bad muscles? I know I do. Hydragun is a fabulous half sized massager <clears throat> you haven't actually seen this in person yet have you well no but i have a massager at home and it is really big and chunky wait till you see this mm. one we're gonna have a little test of it uh, after our first round of ultra chats but trust me 
It's pretty. I used it on Tempest earlier. He was mad impressed. Can, can, I, can I see it? So people know what it is. Yeah, so it comes oh, in this nice, nice box. box. And then we open it up. The Hydrogun Atom. And here it is in its Ooh, nice, nice case. Nice little carry case. Looks like you're going to produce some headphones. Yeah, or a, uh, or a Game Boy. Yep. <laughs> a Game Boy in the 90s. Oh, oh. That is much smaller. Yeah. The Atom here. This is half the weight and size of uh, a full-size massage gun. Can travel mm. with. It's got a battery life for five hours. Because uh, I've tried my massage guns in the past. Yeah. They've not really done much for me. But this, I, I really, really liked. And it comes with various different heads. Oh, uh, so you can do uh, for massage intensities. There's the uh, the blunt one. There's the fun one. <laughs> so I am... Um, I'm going to use this on you later. I ha I think I've pulled a muscle in my back. So yeah. this we're going to try this on me uh, after we've covered the first segment. But please do go over and support Hydrogun. Just clicking the uh, the link in the video description below to check them out. Really helps support us. And maybe you'll get yourself a cool little gadget it's a that 30, improves your body. It's a 30-day risk-free uh, risk trial, uh, and you get $40 off. You, you, you're essentially getting paid to take it. There's no risk there. Right, so this episode of uh, AEW Dynamite, we are going to talk about what I think was the best thing on the show. Same here. Which was the Elite came out, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They Kenny Omega was... What I'm realising is if it's not unhinged, charismatic Kenny, it's... It's slightly bored-looking, Kenny. Well, this is Kenny that is looking at a company he helped start that is about to have a brand split because a guy he doesn't want to work <laughs> with is coming back. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's not fair because the reports are that he is willing. Yes, he's more been, willing. He's been more willing than than others have, perhaps. Um, but he was very serious and dour, and he said, "Look, Blackpool Combat Club, get out here. Let's finish this beef." Danielson appears on the Tron. Danielson's like, ha, 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 you aren't professionals. Amateurs. You, you don't come out and cut a promo and say I've got nothing to say. And I was a bit like, but that, that's a sports entertainment. That's Jericho's factions gimmick. You're, surely you should be on the side of just kicking the crap out of each other. Blackpool Combat Club, whatever. It was all a ruse to distract the elite. Bullet Club, Blackpool Combat Club. Jump the elite from behind. Brawl. Danielson came down. Brawl. Everyone's should be, brawling. Should be noted in this that in this brawl, the elite <coughs> did stand tall originally. So even though yeah. Blackpool Combat Club did get the jump on them, it wasn't the elite didn't look like chumps in all of this because they did stand tall. And they're also kind of still injured. Matt's a bit taped up because of the bicep tear. And it was a good brawl. Really good. Particularly the Bucks. They were like, oh, I've not rest. I've not jumped around in four <laughs> weeks. Throwing themselves about. But yeah, the Blackpool Combat Club get on top. So they're just about to jab Kenny in the face with the screwdriver. Don Callis comes out with a chair. Heroic <laughs> Don Callis came out with his chair to be like, I'll be the man to save the day. About halfway down the ramp, I was like, nope, that's a bad and idea. I, I think I'm actually going to go to the back, to be honest. This popped me so much. I thought, like, even in this super babyface setup where he was legitimately busted open, Every reason to feel empathy for Don Callis. Nope, still a carny piece of S-word. <laughs> so he goes to the back and then he comes out. Genuine surprise with Takeshita. Yeah. I was like, mm, that is a perfect time to introduce this person. Not just because of Don's motivations. Obviously, he was scouting Takeshita. It was never really followed up on. So it's not great storytelling, the, but at least it's the follow been... up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would have liked it to have been a bit more explicit in the build-up. But where's the story? <laughs> so, the, and I, I believe Don is just doing this to keep Hangman out. That like, yes, which is which is so layered. Like even the guy in the babyface faction's actually a bit of a heel. And then there's this wonderful moment where Takeshita gets in the ring face to face with Danielson, and you're like, he, you were on the same side against MJF, and now you're different sides here and Danielson hasn't really shifted his morality but he feels very different I just thought this was a, a home run to Kester and Kenny cleared house elite stand properly tall and Don Callis is trying to get his way right in the middle and hold everyone's arms up it's the hangman's the the key to this mm. is that this isn't being done because Don Callis is trying to even the odds this is Don Callis bringing to Kester into the fold to keep hangman out of yeah. it because his best way to control Kenny is if hangman is not there and they've been doing some stuff on I, I mean I, I haven't seen it but I have seen the clips of people post of being the elites but they had a moment with uh, the elite in the dark order where uh, Kenny's like look no one likes Hangman Page <laughs> and Matt Jazz goes I like Hangman Page <laughs> Um, so they are doing, you know, keeping that spirit going and Takeshita being part of this group to even the odds I've seen some people in Fantasy Book it to be like but how long will this last? Mm. Because there are people who still believe that Don Callis was the people. It was the person who paid off the Blackpool Combat Club to take out the elite in the first place, take out the Young Bucks in the first place, so that Kenny could Kenny and Don could just focus on the Vikingo match. Usually, I hate that motivation. I think it's quite lazy. You know, Paul Heyman does it a lot. Where oh, I I pretended like I broke up with you, or I even got mm. beat down, but really I was in. I was just to screw. I think Don is the kind of character. Or are you just like, no, Kenny, I need to make you the best you can be, even if that means me cutting my head open where you can see my skull? Yeah, I think it is more that. Mm. I don't think that that Don is secretly working with the Blackpool Combat Club. I think that he is just trying to get keep Kenny on his side. But there will be a time when Hangman is working his way into this group because the Young Bucks are going to be wanting to bring Hangman in so you know, get an even bigger numbers advantage. And maybe that is what is going to split Don and Takeshita off to the combat club side. And then maybe Okota Ibushi comes in to even up the odds. Yeah, there's there's loads of ways you can go here. And, that's, and they're all quite exciting because everyone's characters are so well-rounded. The star power in this feud is insane. And you're using that to get over a bit of U-turn, a bit of Takeshita, two relatively newer stars. So it's, re it's really like fundamentally great booking, I think. Um, but the in terms of where it can go, yeah, like Takeshita joins and they're this foursome and Callis is like, yes, this is the old Kenny. Now get rid of the Bucks. Uh, yeah, no, just uh, get rid of Takeshita. But then, you know, maybe Takeshita is taken out by the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm -hmm. Who will we have? Oh, it's Hangman. Don's not happy with that. I feel like Takeshita's a good Blackpool Combat Club fit. Well, that's what I mean. It's and like, then you get Kota Ibushi exactly. to make it five That's on your five, five on five for blood mm. and guts. Hey, you want to sell out Wembley? I don't think that's quite... Because you, you need the extra seats. You don't, if, if you put a second ring well, in, you, I, I, okay. you, you'd only have to sell Ah, but this is where you're not 89, playing... This is where you're not playing 4D chess. The fact that you've got less seats to sell, easier to sell out. What, 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 so you think you could just have like 20 war games matches, <laughs> each with their own two rings? You've taken out most of the floor there. Yeah. TNA lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Jeff Jarrett's backstage being like, hey man, I've got an idea. But there was, World War Three had three yeah. rings. Yeah. Exactly. 
And WCW worked out fine. Yeah. So, you know, maybe there are some lessons to be learned. There's some of the biggest stars right now. Jericho. <laughs> Sting. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Uh, overall, I thought this was an extraordinary segment, and I'm super excited about where it goes. This, for me, was easily the best thing on the show. I popped huge when Takeshita uh, came down to, to make the save. As well, because like Takeshita was... It wasn't like this was a predetermined thing. This was a Don Callis spur of the moment. Even Takeshita was like, what, go down? Oh, yeah, I should go down there, and I, sh I should help out. Um, I was making the thumbnail for this episode, and Tempest saw the photo of Takeshita and Kenny Omega with Don Callis. And he said, that's the sexiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what, oh, Don Callis? Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. And he was then super excited to watch this episode of Dynamite. I was like, I have to see this segment. Mm. I really need to see Omega and Takeshita working together on the same page. There's a lot that can really be spun out from this feud. Some tag matches. Single, the yeah. Kenny Danielson rematch, which still has not been done. Um, incredible restraint there, uh, but you know a lot. <laughs> yes. Incredible, incredible, restraint. incredible restraint because neither of them have been there for a while yeah. like, together. But I, <clears throat> I'm super excited by all of this, and I think there's a lot of directions that can go. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. 
Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Let's see what you think in the Omega chats. Get your chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Hector Rodriguez, been a member for 15 months, says Takeshita with the Elite sounds like a good idea, but Kenny looks very hesitant to go ahead with it. Well, I wonder if part of that is, does Kenny, is Kenny sort of figuring out what Don's doing? Actually, no, I don't think Kenny has figured mm. out what Don's playing out because he loves Don too much. Um, so yeah, but I mean, like the thumbnail image that we've got is Kenny sort of doing a bit of a side eye thing. Yeah. Uh Anson Reinhardt, Menberg, for three months. I think Jungle Boy's top rope Canadian destroyer is what Adam Cole <laughs> thinks the Panama Sunrise looks like. <laughs> Your local metalhead. I was so excited for the White Commander match because Commander is amazing and Jay is my favourite wrestler, but after the match, I felt disappointed. Commander looked great, but Jay sure didn't. Maybe he'll be able to become a star in AEW, but I'm not hopeful. I wouldn't judge it just on one <laughs> match, but this was something we actually did talk about in this very studio yesterday where we were filming a couple of bits and bobs and you said to me i was like oh not a lot announced for dynamite a lot of will hear from will hear from will hear from and i said well there's jay white commander and both you and tempest were like i don't know like on paper it's not what i would do because we both had different reasons for you, it. exactly yeah and tempest reason was is that jay is a wrestler that has a great style but has not really shown that he can adapt to a mm. lucha style for example and my one, which we'll get into more in a bit, so I won't go fully into it, as you, this was, of all the ways to bring Jay White into a company, first impressions, debut match, very important. I know you had Forbidden Door, but, but that's one side. They were calling it his Dynamite debut. You, it's in a feud with Ricky Starks and Sean Spears. Well. A bit of Commander. So. What, I, do you want, should we get into it later? We'll come on to it later, because I, I, let me, let me I, win do, this I do, let me win this one. I do have some thoughts. Play the credits. <laughs> play it, play it. I'm not playing the credits, not just yet. Uh, Puckhead1994 says, Who would win in the octagon, CM Punk or Double J, Double MA? Um, Jared. Of course it's Jared. Jared, Jared would fight a carny way to get around it. <laughs> be up the be interference. <laughs> He'll get the guitar out. Uh, BM Whitehouse 76 I can't wait until this punk elite AEW drama is over it was interesting the first couple of months but fast forward half a year and I'm at a point now where I'm skipping entire news videos talking about it and have the word punk muted on Twitter we have seen that ourselves mm -hmm. we have stopped leading with punk stories because they don't get as many clicks but I've got, it's a huge story. We've got to talk about it. We cover wrestling news. But it's no longer like the headline that we get people to click the video with. I also think it's <laughs> my least preferred option of the outcome. If the outcome is what is being reported as it is, it's my least favorite option of everything involved. Two reasons. 
A, I don't like brand splits. Uh-huh. B, it means we may have to do reviews on Sundays. We won't that, do that. And that just creates headaches. Mm-hmm. We won't, oh, should I say? No, well, I won't say we won't do reviews yeah. on Sundays. I mean, good, but they're punk led <coughs> shows. Yeah, it really feels like a plaster, a band-aid over a... It's not a, the right A thing. gaping Don Callis head wound. <laughs> Evil Wizard, the feud between the outcasts and the homegrown stars needs more Abaddon. Abaddon? Abaddon. 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 Was that Abaddon? Uh, she's, Abaddon? She's not around enough. I wouldn't put her in this. No. Like a Rio, Hater, Baker, bit of Sky Blue in there, Nightingale, makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. But I get the love for Abaddon. Um, right, before we get on with the full play-by-play, would you please sort out my back issue? Because this episode is sponsored by Hydrogen. So, yeah, I mean, I, okay, uh, you know, for a bit of, this is the wrong way around. Oh, so <laughs> I, I, see, I see now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, so a few people might know, but yeah, I, I, some people think I talk about it too much. I'm a dad now. And, <sighs> and so because of that, I've got a toddler, and that toddler ask to be picked up you know mm-hmm. i'm not if i'm do, not chasing her around the house and stopping her from touching electrical sockets i'm picking her up because she wants to be lifted up and stuff pete does the same with me yeah and you have to pick him up mm-hmm. and stuff because he just goes uh yeah and you, and you pick him and up. so it's often a burp yeah and you know and then you've got to carry around the house like wardlow and you know powerhouse hobbs brag about like you know and they say like oh i lift so much weight try having a you know a toddler <laughs> mate like honestly i'm doing way more lifting than you are it's the sheer reps Oh, the, the reps that I'm mm-hmm. putting in with my kid is so much more than Wardlow could ever possibly imagine. Rank amateur <laughs> is what Wardlow is when compared to what I'm going through on a daily basis. But because of that, my arms hurt. Yeah. My back hurts. Yeah. My leg hurts. Things like that. But that's where things like this come in handy. A little hydrogen. And you have hurt yourself because you're doing, um, I mean, it's not as big as, you know, having a kid or anything, but you do cro- CrossFit? Cro- uh, it's a CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit. That's so, how you say it. You have not used this yet no. but we're gonna where, where show me where it hurts well, it's, it's one of those weird muscle pains where i can't actually pinpoint it but it's in this area in this area there right i'm just gonna turn this on so it's just by the microphone first so people gonna... can hear this uh, i'll put the microphone near my mouth so people can oh <laughs> oh that that go, go back go back go back 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 uh go a bit to the right Right. Up a bit. Oh, <laughs> up a bit more. Oh, oh can you just go in cir- circle motions? <laughs> really I thought I'd have to do an impression more, but this is this is genuine. This is a shoot massage. <laughs> can you go back to the left, please? Up a bit. Up a bit. I feel like you're chasing it around. Go, go. T- oh. Where do you want me? Uh, can you press a bit harder? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Go down a bit. To the right. Ah, that's it. That's the bit. That's the I, bit. I felt that as push well. Push harder. Push harder. Ah, okay, stop now. <gasps> Did you feel it? I felt the, honestly, the muscle there. I, like, I, I literally had to, like, pull over it. Honestly... Is that better? Oh my! I, th- I feel like we're we're doing a snake oil act. <laughs> like, like there's someone in the crowd. Hey, has anybody had any ailments? <laughs> oh, I've got some ailments. Well, drink this. Ah, yeah. And you, you just oh, that is so much it's better. Nice. It's nicer, right? Well, wrestle talk endorsed. Wrestle talk endorsed, and I'm sure there'll be people who can clip that out and put a little Pornhub uh, logo on it. <laughs> 
And what was the offer again? Just to repeat it. And the, the link in the video description below. Get a 30 day risk free trial, $40 off as well. Oh my God. But yeah, use our link in the video description down below. Genuinely, like a bachelor life of five hours. It's so small. It's mm. lightweight. It is travel based. It's so good to be taken out on the road if you are traveling a lot. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's great. And. I'm really glad that we've got two of them so I can take it home. <laughs> as soon as they arrived, everyone was like shotgun. Yeah. Um, and you got you got the one. Because oh, one really has to stay in the streets. It's, it's my channel, so. Right, so this episode of AEW Dynamite, unfortunately, <laughs> opened on just... just don't want to be too hard on this. I'm going to say suboptimal. And it was a four pillars segment, but mainly focusing on the three world title challengers, let's say. Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen. They came out one after the other and they had a long talking segment. And that kind and without MJF out there with them, which he has been for well, pretty much the entire feud so far, which I think has been excellent, they were kind of exposed on the mic a bit without interjections of here's a bit of max here's a bit of max and also performance aside because you know jungle boy's got a bit more to do i thought darby's been really good on the mic recently but they just fell off in terms of character like they're all crapping on each other darby at one point gets a buy in this tournament and he's like woohoo yeah wait what you're the you're the guy who's meant to risk his life all as, the time. As it was almost like a half-hearted wahoo, but also I just wouldn't have done it because it yeah. also sound, it sounded like a half-hearted wahoo while at the same time being a, yay, I'm actually getting a buy into the second round wahoo. Yeah, it just, uh, it really didn't like it's like click a, for me Like a sarcastic, woohoo, I get a yeah. buy. But also, yes, excellent, I get a buy. <clears throat> you think it was a sting thing? No, I don't know what it was like. I of, of the three, I thought Darby was the better of them. I thought, the, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I think the the California click things. I think him talking about, uh, hey, look, it's not the Sting Appreciation Society. Like you're better off mm. without Jericho. Like he is making you worse. I won the TNT Championship on my own. Is that and the other? And I was like, I and he's like, I respect. What does he say? Like I respect Sammy more than MJF because at least what you see with you, you get. So there was some good stuff in here, but also it was. It was like a less good version of the angle that we did four weeks ago. But also Jungle Boy said stuff like, by the way, Darby, you're a bit of a dickhead backstage. I just like, when's that ever been brought up? And I don't think that's a, this attempt at a work shoot behind the veil thing. Oh, actually, these three guys genuinely don't like each other, but really it's a work. I just, I, I didn't think it worked at all, unfortunately. And it was a long segment and the crowd weren't hot for it. If they were, did not come across that way. And that, I've, I heard the crowd be hot on the show for the Britt Baker match. This and the, was and not the, it. And the, the Cole angle. Yeah. So not good. And then it was, then MJF came out and it was immediately like, oh yeah, burst of energy. But even that wasn't optimal because he laid out the structure of, I'm going to do a tournament. There's three people. So that means one of you gets a buy, and he pulled a name out of a hat, and that was Darby's, woohoo. So it'll be Jungle Boy versus Sammy next week. No, tonight, which is a face thing to do. So it's like, but what? A tournament, a knockout tournament with three people. Do a round robin. 
I I actually thought they were going to announce a round robin, which is quite cool, uh, but also not the best way to do it either. Like uh, I was recently listening to a podcast that was reviewing uh, Backlash 2006, uh, which was the the triple threat mm. of Cena, Triple H, and Edge. And the way that they booked that game, it was they did three handicap matches. So like Cena and Triple H versus Edge, Cena and Edge versus Triple H, Edge and Triple H versus Cena. And the gimmick was eventually by the time you got to the pay per view everyone had pinned everyone else mm -hmm. and so i was like i'm sick of seeing these three yeah, wrestle yeah, each yeah. other so i actually think doing a round robin tournament also probably by the time you got to the papers like i don't need to see these three wrestle mm. even adding in a fourth person in there or whoever it is i'm actually quite sick of watching these three wrestle each other if you do a round robin everyone can get a win though can't they and then you can, so but yeah just, but, then, but then like does that what does that accomplish at the end of the day so it's three match well then that the, this this idea which are the part i really like about the story the four pillars are actually neck and neck. Mm. They've just taken different paths. So if you tell the story of they are neck and neck, and then they all have to face MJF anyway. But I don't. I don't know. I. I yeah. So I, we'll get on to the next segment in this. There was two more segments in this. Yeah. One of the things I spot, and I maybe you know I got up. It was early in the morning. You know, and I'm, I'm a bit of a sleep deprived dad at, at this point. But I thought I saw. When uh, Jungle Boy was saying, like, uh, Darby was talking about, um, oh, you know, I wasn't actually hired for the first Double or Nothing show. Mm. But you know what I saw? I saw uh, you in the ring. Like, you know, Sammy was on the pre-show. And Jungle Boy was there. Oh, no, it was Sammy again the primary. Because Sammy said Darby wasn't even here. But Jungle Boy, I saw you were handpicked to be here because you were in that world title segment on the first Double or Nothing show with Bret Hart and MJF. Mm -hmm. They, You know, the company has always been has always had you and has always been pushing you as a star. But at that point, the words yes and no flashed on screen. I, I think that might just be a fight production. Is that, was that a fight production? Yeah, there? I saw the same thing. I thought, I'm going to make a note of that in case that is a, in case Bray Wyatt's going to show up in an hour. Well, that's what I suddenly thought. I was like, is this just, you know, oh, it's a QR code. Here's a little hint yeah. of a tease of a, of a something we might do down the line. I've not seen or, anyone else. I did look into it because I thought, is that a Okay. Thing? There. It's at nine minutes forty seconds. If anyone wants to go and see it on the fight feed, uh, but yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, this, this pillars tournament thing. Uh, I, I suppose we'll discuss it maybe later in the main event, but I still think it's the fatal four way at the pay per view. Yeah, but this isn't a great way to get. Oh there. no, oh, no, not a great way at all. What was good though? We had the Outcasts versus Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker in Baker's hometown, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> so Tony Storm and Ruby Soho for the Outcasts. I really liked this match. I thought it was really fun. Loads of crowd heat, particularly for Britt. And Hater got sort of injured to the extent where when she was being helped out after the match, I was like, oh my God, oh, please don't be injured. And then later on, I was like, that is smart. Well yeah. done. That was well played because she, she needed to be written out for the Cole Jericho stuff. Um, but yeah, Britt, that did mean Britt beat Ruby, Soraya interfering and Tony and made Ruby tap in the lockjaw mm. almost single-handedly. But also Ruby did kick out of her two <coughs> finishing moves before that. Yeah, yeah. It took it took three finishing moves to put her down as a way to try and protect her in, in that defeat. Lame though that may be, mm. and, and sort of very easy though that may be, they did try at least to make it not look like, yeah, Brit just won three on one. Um, just with, despite the two-person advantage, but really, like it's giving Brit the win here in in Pittsburgh. It's a real nice, good feel-good moment, and that win and that crowd reaction really set up the angle that we got later on. Yeah, I it, even though Brit sort of undermined the outcast slightly at the end, 
the follow-up angle later in the show, I think, addressed the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, Wardlow then revealed he's got Arn Anderson here Glock to be Anderson. in his corner. I inspired. Yes. No. You no? Want, no. Okay. So it just it said I was like, oh, Wardlow's going to win. Oh yeah. And then, well, yeah, that's and, not and, and, and that's it, not as great. And that base, like, uh, this is a great partnership, mm-hmm. but it bummed me out because I'm like, oh, Wadlow's gonna win. And that's and I, and, I, and that's all I could really think mm-hmm. about in this segment and how excited you would be to make uh, Glock Anderson references. I actually paused <laughs> the broadcast at this point and went and watched the promo again on YouTube. And I really had to look for it because someone had lo- uploaded just a 20 second clip of, I pull out the gun. I was like, but how does he get to that point? So I had to find a Twitter video <laughs> of the two minute 40 segment, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, it was a cart. He was saying the difference between me and you, Cody, is if, a, if, if I pulled up to a red light and a guy opened the car door and was like, get out, I'm stealing your car. You, Cody, you just let him drive off and go. I would kill him. <laughs> I would get out my Glock and I'd shoot him in the face and I'd spill his brains all over the curb. And really, you could re- wow. you can rewrite that promo and I'd be like, <laughs> and that's why you let Roman beat you at Mania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arn needs to join Cody in WWE. Arn was right along. <laughs> um, then we had the Elite promo, which we've spoken about already, where Takeshita came out for the save. Great stuff. Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs which is where Arn Anderson was at ringside. Good, hard-hitting match. Um, overbooked finish. And unfortunately, titles back on Wardlow. It just feels like, uh, you know, bit rinse and repeat, and that Hobbs was really underserved by this. Hobbs got nothing <laughs> out of this. You know, a handful of defences on Rampage that, you know, by and large, no, not many people would have seen. And the the QTV thing has probably been more of a focus than he has as, yeah. as TNT champion. And let's be honest, the QTV thing hasn't had much shine on it either. So that really shows you like how little Hobbs has been served as TNT champion. And then he lost and immediately it's like, and here's the next title program. Mm. So Hobbs gets absolutely nothing out of this. I thought it made, it kind of <sighs> chumpetized him a little bit. I think it did nothing for Wardlow. Ch- chum- chumpetized. 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 Yeah. From, like um, deputized. It's from the documentary The King of Kong. Right. Um, whereas one of the guys, like, he was defending his centipede score, I think. He was like, <laughs> yeah, Billy Mitch tried to chumpetize me. <laughs> and the, the guy who directed it was like, I thought it was so funny. He made it the tagline of the movie, don't get chumpetized. Chumpetized. But the, yeah, I thought he was he made a little bit like a, a chump. And then Christian Cage and Luchasaurus came out afterwards. And all I could write was like, well, I look forward to Luchasaurus winning this title so Wardlow can beat him mm. for it a handful of weeks afterwards. I'm really really over wardlow as tnt champion he he, well yeah like he i think this is charlotte flair he is now a three-time tnt champion and i can tell you so little about the other two reigns because i can tell you the reigns that are better than he's between the red like darby's reign was great joe's reign was great absolutely exactly that's the problem i think is that he is not the best person who's had the TNT championship in the last six months, mm. but he's also the guy they keep putting the belt on. I think Wardlow's great. He doesn't lift as much as me, but I think he's grand. Um, I'm just, I'm ready for this title picture to move into something else. Do you want to try and hit all the points of the finish uh, without referencing your notes? So, 
the blonde, who I don't think has been named on screen, got up on the apron uh-huh. and showed off her butt. Yeah. And Wardlow was slightly distracted by that. As he would be. And then Arn Anderson stopped her. QT Marshall got in the ring and hit a cutter on Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson then got in and QT, uh, QT Marshall was scared, ran out into a super kick from Penta, who just came down the ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, QT Marshall got back in the ring. Arn Anderson pulled the Glock on him, hit a DDT, and that eliminated uh, QT Marshall. And then it was a powerbomb symphony, and the third powerbomb got less reaction than the first one. Well done. That's exactly what happened. Yeah! yeah. And people say I don't pay attention <laughs> to shows. So very overbooked, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and yeah, Christian. Hope, hope AEW are under the chat this week. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> Luchasaurus coming out afterwards with Christian. Like the idea of Christian and Luchasaurus up against Arn Anderson and Wardlow, I, that that makes me quite excited. But yeah, we come back to the underpinning foundation of this, which is TNT title back on Wardlow. Nah, I'd be far more excited with Hobbs and Taz going up against Luchasaurus and Christian. But there's no dead dads there. That mm, I know of. But Ward, yeah, Wardlow cut the promo about his father passing. That's what I mean. So Christian yeah. Cage. You know, ah, it, no. it's, it's ammunition for him. That's basically, he was waiting. That's why him and Luchasaurus have been sat in that red room. They've been waiting for Wardlow to insult Christian Cage. Like, yes, I can cut a promo on a dead dad again. When we when we did our PFK series, uh, No Rolls, well, it was called No Rolls Bar before someone else took it. <laughs> CBW, a role-playing game in wrestling. It was very good. Please go check it out. Uh, we always joked about how a lot of our role playing came back to daddy issues. AEW, dead dad's daddy daycare. Mm-hmm. Tony Carney, daddy ass, <laughs> daddy magic. <laughs> um, right now, Sammy Guevara is being interviewed backstage, and MJF interrupts and says, "Hey, I've got a proposal for you. If you lay down, I will." pay you loads of money, and I'll make sure you get the main event of a pay-per-view. It's literally a blank check he hands to him so Sammy can write down what his price is to lay down for MJF in the main event of Double or Nothing. I was confused, and I listened to Wrestling Observer Radio, and Alvarez got the same confusion as me, but Meltzer said he was an idiot for thinking that. (laughs) It sounded to me like Sammy was going to lay down this episode of Dynamite, I can see how you got there, mm. but I also agree with Dave Meltzer. That's a, a bit of a thick thing to I think just, because I, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. But very little of this story does right now. That's fair. Oh, yeah, Darby's just got to buy. Woo! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sammy wrote a huge number. MJF was like, oh, I'll still do it. This did set up one of the better things on the show, which is Sammy and MJF's ridiculously happy friendship. Yeah. Friendship. It's a business relationship amongst heels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay White then took on Commander. So do you want to say your piece? Mine's more for after the match. Okay, so Jay White, uh, well, Commander did a lot of rope walking. It was spectacular. Jay White saved him a few times. I, I just, I am, I love Jay White. I think he's such a good wrestler. I love the way he draws out his matches. But what I am, I, I'm just so impressed by is he seems to be, while in character, while wrestling, hyper aware of everyone else's safety. Mm-hmm. 
like that forbidden door four way, he is just like, I'm calling an end to this match because Adam Cole's hurt. And he just, it felt like that. Like no referee. I don't know if this is the case, but it felt like no referee, no medics at that. Jay White was like, nope. And I really, really respect that. And I saw that a few times in this match when Commander was trying to do his a version of a, a rope run and Jay White would appear mm. and help like help him do a yeah. help save the botch that Commander was about to do. Um but I've seen some people make uh ask the question of why with some of Commander's like rope jumpy things that he does the sort of like the ones that Ray Phoenix does as well. Um obviously the answer is talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the is the actual answer. Um but the you know the other answer is fun. Yeah, and it looks incredible. Looks awesome. Like to be able to we've always seen the the rope walks with someone else holding you, mm. which is actually quite easy. Undertaker. <laughs> It's like a kip up when someone is has oh, you in a wrist lock. Yeah. Like, oh, you just pull them up. It's it's super easy, but to do it unassisted, the balance. Well, you can see how hard it is because Commander hits about one in three. <laughs> hey, Sabu <laughs> made a career off yeah. of that. Uh, so the focus of this match, I would say, was eighty percent on Commander because how could it not be? The guy's move set is incredible. Jay White hit a Blade Runner in the end to win. I would disagree with that. Uh, I thought this match was more of getting Jay White over than it was Commander. Commander is just like he's there to you book his he books Sabu. You get your triple jump moonsault. And the great thing about booking Sabu to do the triple jump moonsault is he gets to do it three times because <laughs> one in three times he'll actually hit it. Um, but this was about like getting Jay White and uh, Juice Robinson getting their act over. Um, I thought more than anything. I know they announced that they've signed Commander after this and he's now all elite. But yeah, I, I thought this was more Jay than it was Commander. I thought Commander was the enhancement guy here. Yeah, I uh, well, we'll disagree on this thing because I, I really don't think that's the case. Afterwards, uh, Sean Spears was shown watching this. He was ranking, ranking yeah, yeah. he was ranking Jay White low numbers, and then when Commander would do a, a good move, he'd give him a ten, which is pretty fun. That's a fun lower mid card thing to do. Again, it's all about this like this this positioning of Jay White in this feud. Like, I, I just I think it's a, a huge mistake to debut this. This guy who's got so much upside in the lower mid card. Well, here is where I am going to step in and and perhaps uh, Brian Danielson, my, myself somewhat, to, to call people fickle. Mm. When Ricky Starks lost the MJF match, what people were calling for was, well, we I hope there's a good follow-up for Ricky here because he needs something out of this. And what we got was him going straight into a feud with Chris Jericho. I'm not going to say it was a great feud, but they positioned him against Chris Jericho where he won definitively multiple times over. And now they're putting him into a feud with the hottest free agent in pro wrestling in Jay White. And people are saying like, oh, what a, what a bad use of Jay White. I was like, I thought we all wanted Ricky to be getting something big out of this. We're putting him into a big time feud with, with Jay White. But like that's not a, that's now not enough for Jay White. Does it like, feel what, big but, time? But what then? do you want? Does it feel big time? It doesn't feel. I don't think it does feel big time. Because if it did feel big time, I think you'd be totally right. On paper, it feels like big time. Hmm. Jay White, Ricky Starks going to feud with Jay White, former IWGP champion Jay White. That does feel like it should be a big time thing. And like, so something's when, gone wrong there. When it goes, yeah, and when it, I don't know, maybe it's Sean Spears, who's basically like not action Andretti, Sean mm. Spears. Um, and I, I think that's where some of the disconnect comes. But I, I don't think I don't quite understand this mindset of us asking for Ricky to get something big and then put him into a few with Jay One and be like, no, oh, it's not what I've done with Jay White either. Well, 
Well, that's the thing. Like sometimes you want something big for Jay White, you want something big for Ricky Starks. They're at what, very different points in their trajectory. So putting them together, it with Jericho. Yeah, but it didn't like uh, that. Slowly sapped the life out of everything. <laughs> yeah, like it's not. He's not coming off hot. He's coming off a win. I won't confuse that with momentum. It's true. I think you know Powerhouse Hobbs was right there with the title. Ricky Hobbs, ta- Team Taz history, TNT title. That's what you want for Ricky. Something substantial. Yeah, and then Jay there's White. No, there's no Wardlow win there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jay White for me needs to be coming in. I don't know. The problem is I've got, I don't know where I would put Jay White. I just know it needs to be in the main event or at least really in the, in a top tier feud to make him feel important and credible right from the get go. Cause I think it's a huge mistake to think that all of AEW's audience. Yeah, sure. They recognize Suzuki's theme tune, but the, that's a Chicago crowd at all. Else. Yeah. The 1 million near 1 million people who watch it at home in the U S will not know that. So you do need to get over Jay White beyond Bullet Club. That was popular five years ago. Juice Robinson, also not really over. Like I think I think they've done a bad job. I, again, I, if you're looking at it from that perspective, then <laughs> if you're looking at it from just the the, the, the casual audience perspective, they, he, he's gone into a few with someone who just three months ago was challenging for the world title. Yeah, yeah, but I, it's that's been squ- it's not hot. No, I know. It's, mm. Yeah, but I, but you're again, you're not you're you're talking about just the general perception of something. Mm. Someone who is just looking at like this is like I'm just seeing the action that is on screen and the the optics of he was challenging for the world title, then feuded with Chris Jericho where he got a load of wins, and now Jay White's going, mm. and now he's going. Jay White's coming after him. Surely, then that is a big thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? How a Jay White Chris Jericho feud would feel way bigger because it's Jericho rather than a Jay White Ricky Starks feud who actually just beat Jericho. That's kind of an indictment of Jericho and how he structured the last year of feuds. I mean, really, I, I if it was, I'd have done Jay White Adam Cole. Yeah, and I, I was and kind I, of, thinking and I think that. that's a bigger thing. But then again, like I'm sure Chris Jericho, somebody was like, yeah, but what about? Have you, <laughs> may I introduce you to Poochie? <laughs> I don't have an answer for the Jay White thing. I just know this is way below what I thought he should be doing at this point. This it's, was it's, the, it's also his second week in the company, so like I, I don't think we should right. be judging. When I when I raised these concerns about Keith Lee, that that really Keith Lee had a, a tag team title run and was on TV loads <laughs> and had was on pay per views and stuff, and then he had to take some time off due to health issues. I well, we'll see. I think first impressions are incredibly important. These. Yeah, and this is where he's at on his debut. So, we'll see, well, we'll see what happens. Let it but I, I want it to be good, obviously. Um, Mark Briscoe was beaten up earlier in the day. FTR only just found out about it, rushed over to the trainer's room, and Mark Briscoe can't wrestle, so he wants FTR and Jay Lethal to team up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> finally. Like, you know, Tony Khan was sat there and be like, I don't know how to get FTR over. Like, I'm really, I'm really struggling with wh- how to get FTR over as a, as a credible tag team. And then he had this bright spark idea. We knew, we knew. <laughs> That's right. Jeff Jarrett. Mm. That's the answer to, I mean, they're struggling, floundering. Finally, Jarrett's here to solve this FTR mm. issue and he can take them to the stratosphere. Yeah. Uh, Jericho and Adam Cole had a promo next, which I actually thought was really good. 
Um, and I, I think it's a sound idea. I just thought the very last bit of execution didn't hit for me, literally. It, it worked for the live <laughs> crowds. And I think that carries something because the heat that it got for the live crowd, I think, did certainly elevate the yeah. segment. Yeah. Um, but without that crowd, it would have been something very different. Because it did feel like, you know, maybe it is just Soraya in there. Maybe it's just the idea of merging the JAS and the Outcast together, which I don't think they're doing. But it was a moment of like, I don't, I don't love the idea of this. But a really hot crowd elevated this mm. segment to it. To a, so I, I don't think I could say it was a bad segment. Yeah. But that's more onto the crowd than it is anything else. So Jericho and Cole are in the ring. Of course, they've been teasing, not looking at each other for the last couple of weeks. Now they're finally confronting each other. Adam Cole goes in respectful, even says, I read your book. I wanted to be you. That's why my catchphrase is Bay Bay. I did not realize that. Yeah. I think did he, you? He said it on a podcast that I listened to, an Adam, <laughs> Adam Cole in an interview podcast. I think he might have actually been with Renee, mm. where he said, I took it from Jericho, because Jericho used to go like, come on, baby! Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's so obvious. So yeah. it's nice to learn. I didn't know that. That was fun. And Jericho, I thought, was really good here as well. Shook his hand. And I thought, they're going to go respectful. And Jericho just said, uh, yeah, I just want to say I've got zero respect for you. <laughs> And he got the, it was a great Chris Jericho manipulation of the crowd. He said, and don't call me Jack off. And of mm. course, the whole crowd, Jack off, Jack yeah. off. Um, I believe it's a Pittsburghian thing. Mm. Jack off. Was it Jag off? Jag off. Jag off. Uh, it, was, it was quite refreshing to see Jericho in the ring by himself. Mm. Not for long. Daniel Garcia jumped Adam Cole. Uh, they're beating down Cole and Britt Baker makes the save. I think this is this is going quite well. This is very interesting. Maybe the correction it was Chris Van Vliet the interviewers with. Right. Um and Baker slaps Jericho. Awesome. Great. And then the outcasts jump Brit. They handcuff Adam Cole to one of the ropes. And he's like, hit me, hit me with the kendo stick. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Mm -hmm. And Jericho's like, I'm gonna do it. Oh, wait a second. Gives the kendo stick to Soraya. And Cole's like, no, no, no. And then they hit uh, Britt Baker with the kendo stick. I counted 12 times, hmm. which is quite a lot. That's more a lot. Than, more than I thought it was because I came off of afterwards. I was like, oh, that beatdown didn't feel good. And they, I believe the last time they were in Pittsburgh as well, uh, I think someone mentioned, it might have been Will Washington mentioned this on Twitter, was when they did the Cody whipping angle with MJF. <laughs> So good correction, not correction, but balancing of the earlier booking. Outcast looked dominant again. And Britt Baker, who got a win, actually you use that hometown heat to fuel an angle. Yeah. Which is good. Um, but yeah, I just I, as soon as Soraya got the kendo stick and she started hitting Baker, I, and this doesn't happen to me usually because the work of the wrestlers doesn't, impact me so much as the character in the story mm. and stuff i just didn't believe them mm. and they're they're meant to be selling this huge emotional angle and Britt baker's reaching out to adam cole and adam cole's reaching back it made me think a lot of the brandy cody angle at the end of dynamite when the dark order and brody beat them up and that was hugely vicious and hugely believable this just, I could not, I did not buy it. Mm. And it meant I couldn't invest. And I was just like, oh, this is it's a shame because everyone's yeah. trying hard. Well, again, as, as I said, for me, it was the crowd carried 
a lot of this mm. because yeah there was something certainly missing in ring but the the hometown heat that it got i think actually carried the segment somewhat i wish jericho hit baker with the kendo stick I think that's how, because it would feel so shocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, even... But Sor- you have to try and get the outcast something back, I guess. Well, let Soraya put her in, in the lockjaw. Mm, and yeah. then, you know, she's like, because like, that's such an expressive hold to yeah, sell. Yeah, looking right at Cole in the face. Help me, help me, because yeah. I can't reach you. Yeah, just a great, great idea, bad execution. Probably some network reason to, to not be able to do that. Mm. Man on woman violence and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe that, that's me speculating more than anything that's the way it is in wwe yeah but it could be you're right this this segment felt like it was missing something Mm. uh hater though smartly written out yeah uh keith lee they didn't really explain why he wasn't there i just assume he wasn't at the show show. um where do you think it's going then do you think we could see a jas uh outcast blend and then this could build towards some kind of stadium stampede no oh i hadn't considered that maybe at double or nothing here we've all thought it's jericho and cole but what if it's jericho and soraya versus baker and cole mixed tag i mean i think that's a good idea i think that'd be a really really cool match it's also a way to in, a, in typical jericho fashion delay the fuse yeah, somewhat yeah. so we can then do uh, another match at another oh my view. god it'll be jericho cole revolution 2024 well i if i was a betting man <coughs> I do think the AEW Women's World Championship match at All In will be Soraya versus Hater for the belt. That would make sense. Because if I am an American booker looking at trying to appeal to a British market, why wouldn't I book two of my top British stars yeah. in a match for the top title in the division? Mm-hmm. That to me, it feels like a no-brainer. Um, whether it's got the right heat or not is a different thing. Mm. But I think that is, for me is an absolute no-brainer. So that also is a way for us to keep that plate spinning but just you know and that also means you don't have to do Soraya and Hater again mm. on pay-per-view before then you can uh, just do uh, so, uh, Hater and Soho or Storm or whatever JAS well not all of JAS uh, 2.0 <gasps> and Jake Hager don't, don't skip this very important segment where you had the Hardy Boys and uh, Isaiah Casti and Hook teasing the did, you did, I, see, did I miss this did you see, oh what this, happened so they're basically there to be like, we're going to say something on Rampage. I know people don't like it when we reveal Rampage spoilers. They don't reveal anything. Oh. They actually say, we're going to reveal the firm deletion thing at a later date. So I've saved you a second. Oh. <laughs> Tony's big announcement. <laughs> he loves making announcement about announcements. But Jeff Hardy, and it, he said it, and I was like, I know, I, why do I like you? Yeah. Because he went, Rampage, be there. Or be triangular. Ah! <laughs> Maybe he just forgot. <laughs> Maybe it was like, what's the... It's a shape. Oh, I was like, why do you... Oh, why Dodeca- are you like Be there this? or be dodecahedron. <laughs> what's, our, what's our new um, uh, our new WhatsApp group <laughs> name? Now there's 16 of us in there. It is... Uh, Hexadecagon. Hexadec. Be there or be hexadecagon. Yeah, it was super lame, but it really made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, JAS, which was made up of 2.0 and Jake Hager, then took on Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Just a just a fun match. 
Parker tried to use the loaded comb. <laughs> the loaded comb. <laughs> which, which is just objectively funny. Did you hear what the stipulation of this match was? Now, I might be wrong here, but as far as oh. I could tell, the stipulation was if the JAS won, the acclaimed and daddy ass had to join the JAS until double or nothing. I, I knew it was them joining. I didn't know there was a time limit. I, to I think I heard them also say there's a time limit on it's to get that Matt Hardy contract of <laughs> this is how I'm getting <laughs> out of my contract. I forgot about that. Caster uh, had a, a naughty line in his rap. Going to knock the taste of Jericho's penis out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Mike drop for the win and the main event was Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy as we've already said they went crazy from the get-go really good match they went out there realized there's only 12 minutes left of this show so yeah. better hit all of our moves now there was a lot of stuff on this show yeah um yeah they they did everything they're telling this story which I loved of this everything being equally matched counters one-upmanship um but MJF is watching from backstage, not as obviously as we've had in the past where it cuts back to him every second. And Jungle Boy is on the outside of the second turnbuckle. Sammy Guevara drop kicks him off. Awesome. Jungle Boy goes flying, hits the corner of a table. The referee is doing the 10 count. MJF cuts off Jungle Boy, pulls him back out, and he loses via count out. Yeah, hits him with the dynamite diamond <laughs> ring to, to knock him out. And then Sammy and MJF do this huge celebration. It was a very funny celebration. A very funny, very funny like, stuff. MJF did Sammy Guevara's lay down uh, mm. uh, taunt and stuff. Sammy was wearing the scarf. He had that moment where he held the belt and then looked at it and handed it over to MJF. So mm. just showing you this this relationship, this friendship is not probably not going to last. It was it was really like their stuff together was was so funny yeah. and enjoyable. So so now we've got this thing where Jungle Boy did lose. Mm -hmm. So Sammy is going to face Darby next week with the idea that Max is going to interfere again. Um, but so so, so, okay. so how do we get to this forward? Well, that's it. That's what I don't know but I'm pretty certain we're still going to be doing the four-way. And the only thing I can point to say, like, this is why we're still doing the four-way is that Max is making such a big deal out of the fact we're not doing a four-way. Mm. At the end of this show, he was screaming, you thought there was going to be a fatal four-way? There's no <laughs> fatal four-way. He was on Twitter being like, I heard you wanted a fatal four-way. It's not going to be a fatal four-way. That to me says, it is going to be a fatal four-way at the pay-per-view. What this match and this tournament screams to me is, uh-oh, there's still three weeks before the pay-per-view. Um, I mean, we either do a tournament or someone gets hit by a car. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know which one to do so i'm doing this one i said that to tempest and he was like hit someone with a car you've got darby allen right there it's what darby likes to do i'll do it anyway yeah so i i i guess maybe you next week jungle boy gets involved in the match causes a dq and so there's no winner of the tournament and then tony khan announces that it's a four-way because because so, mjf said that he'd agreed with tony khan to book this tournament we're friends we're friends said. so maybe tony can do this as a way to <laughs> screw mjf over or something wrong it, oh. it is not the way to do it but i 
it's one of the only things I can think of to get us to that point. The that's that's the confusing thing is because if this was WWE, I'd know exactly how this plays out. More tomfoolery, blah blah blah. Adam Pierce comes out. <laughs> well, actually. It's mm. going to be a four-way. Yeah. But AEW don't have that booking crutch to fall back on of a authority figure. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. And you know what? This is the first time I can remember MJF deviating from the you face five people I know. know and it's not working as well. I was say, people criticised him for that. <laughs> here's, here's the thing I would say, you know, to, to try and... Uh, put a positive spin on this. Um, uh, but I do think that there is some some praise to be heaped upon this in, in some sense of... People have, have, have kind of criticised this being like, it doesn't feel like it's the main event. And that's kind of because it's it's not really at the moment. Like the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club storyline feels like that's your main event programme, which is great because you're then using your world title mm -hmm. programme to elevate yeah. some new stars. It's It's the Royal Rumble theory. You don't need to book a big title match for the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble is the the main event. So you can use that match to instead try to elevate someone else or try and use that to further a different storyline. So I actually appreciate that they are trying to do some, you know, you've got the, the Cole and Jericho thing, which is trying to make it feel like that's a big deal. Arguably Jay White and Ricky Starks, but I, you know, agree to disagree on that. I think on paper, in reality, it's a different thing. So this is basically being used to elevate three people mm -hmm. into a main event world title picture. And... Successful or not, some, you've got to try. Because if you don't try, yep. if you don't try, you have the same main event picture for ten years. I, I I'm fully on board with that, and I actually thought them two having the main event of this show was hugely beneficial. Mm. Did not feel out of place. Felt like this was a focus after all those opening segments that this feud has had, and it was like the the whole structure of this show opening, middle, angle, and end. Yeah, that that they've done a very good job on. Uh, but we've got a shout out. So, oh, you gave it, what, 70%, I believe? Yeah. Because you hate yeah. the show. I gave last week 73%. I gave this week 70%. I mean, it's still 3.5 out of 5 if you are translating that into idiot money. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I don't think this was anywhere near AEW's good standard and actually some significant contrived booking flaws. I don't think it said it was also a 3 out of 5 show. Mm -hmm. So I actually rated it higher than <laughs> Well, you have more percentiles to play with. I've got five stupid numbers. <laughs> Uh, let's say, have we got any Patreon we shout outs? We certainly do. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk because it's Wednesday yesterday. You know what that means. A brand new episode of Patreon content dropped for you, which was wrestle talk behind. Oh, no, it was wrestle talk after dark. It was myself, Dave Bradshaw, Pete and Tempest having a few drinks, having a few laughs. This is an episode that's gone down very, very well. People are responding to it very People love Dave Bradshaw on the episode. He's one of the nicest guys. Because he is tremendous. Um, <laughs> we had a great time doing that. And next week, it'll be myself and Ollie Davis reviewing wrestle. WrestleMania 2000, or WrestleMania 16, as Dave Meltzer <laughs> called it in The Observer, the big mark. With Cheesy McCheeserson. Chester McCheeserson. That's the one. Chester McCheeserson, or as Jerry the King Lawler refers to him, Chester the Molester. <laughs> yeah, Let's do these Patreon shout-outs. Genuinely, the opening match, the 
Godfather and D'Lo Brown versus Bossman and Bobby Cannon. It's mm. WrestleMania, baby. Woo. It was like a TV show. But if you're one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read out on this show like these fine folk. Ross the Pooper Scooper Cooper. Rue the day, Rory O'Brien Kelly. The man with the scoops, sure. The movie Luke has never seen, Selena. Here's why Simon Dormer. The newest maximum male model, Stefan Thomas. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazafaro. The incredible Tarzo. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. The Rick Patch. He's not your son, he's my son, Phoebo Moison. Tony Jabroni. And Trev Dog 316. Thank you very Thank much, you very much for, for all you. of your wonderful backing over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Right, let's get into our remaining Omega Chats. Last call for those. Aoife Cassidy says, just wanted to say that I also thought Sammy was going to lie down this episode. I was very confused. Vindication! So we've got a missed username. So please tell the moderators if this is you, uh, because we don't have your name and we'll give you a shout out. I had a dream last night after watching Dynamite that CM Punk showed up at the show to minimal crowd reaction and had the John Cena bald spot. The show wasn't their best, but the Elite Bullet... uh, I see BC and I think Bullet Club. Blackpool Combat Club segment was great. Don't know how to feel about the main event. I think we're totally in agreement there. Hmm. Kevin, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson were in the main event with the Elite and Jurassic Express in their second week in the company, while Jay White is in a mid-card program with Juice and Bullet Club Gold. Yeah, and a lot of people (laughs) said that that um, Jurassic Express feud was a waste of Adam Cole, so... Fickle fans, I guess. JS, you, you, you don't know what you want. Turn. Ollie is really never going to forgive TK and AEW till Muffin Man <laughs> returns. Also, Ollie, out here no selling a man, watching his woman get beat, which is ridiculous because Cole should be whooping, fool, whooping fools till May. Dad toddler lifting for life. Thank you, JS Wooten. I was, actually, I, I was being critical about AEW way before Muffin uh, <laughs> Gate. Uh, no selling a man watching... Oh, right, okay. You didn't, you didn't see the drama in the segments. Uh, 35 Antonio... Oh, I didn't believe she was being beat down. Is the problem. <laughs> 35 Antonio. Couldn't help but compare the Jericho Cole segment with the Triple H, Orton, Stephanie segment, so I was completely turned off of how convoluted and weak the beatdown was. And the melodrama, Austin, between Cole and Britt made me laugh out loud. I... Yeah, no, I saw someone else compare it to the Triple H, Orton, Steph segment, but... Yeah, very, very different. Mm. No no one made out with anyone else. <laughs> I'm just Marcus. Uh, I don't care about Wardlow anymore. He keeps losing the TNT title just to win it back. And his character isn't progressing. Plus, this kind of made Hobbs look like a bit of a chump, which the technical term is. Chumpetized. Mark says, surely the way to the four-way is Darby wins. And Sammy says he will help MJF win against Darby if he can get him in the match. So Max makes it a three-way. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's another way to do this, which is to end it in a tag team uh, match. How can they possibly coexist? <laughs> Sammy can laugh at MJF, falling for it after. Then Jungle Boy argues he was screwed out of the match, making a four-way. It's just, I don't see that working. Mm. Blue-eyed babyface Jungle Boy complaining to get added into a match. Like, that's yeah, that's typically a heel motivation to do things. Um, 
the blonde woman's name in QTV is Harley Cameron. I don't think they've ever said that on TV. If they have, I missed it. Apparently, we missed the fact they had debuted the car previously as well. Oh, really? Apparently, the, the car had been on TV before. It's probably been on Rampage. I, d- I want an all-elite graphic for the car. <laughs> Charles Berg's been a member for 23 months in a row. He says, I spent $5 for this free message. Charles knows what he's doing. There's no free lunch, Charles. Uh, Wilson Simon says, here's some birthday money, lads. Thanks for the great content over the past few years. I remember when Yal were just sitting in front of a bunch of T-shirts and Luke was wearing a hat to cover his baldness. Much love. Until I just embraced it. This is much better. We can touch this now. This was so far away before. Brad, been a member for two months in a row. Can I just say, I'm loving all the content on Cutscene. Keep it up, boys. Thank you very much. Really, really appreciate that. And thank you to everyone who has checked out the Street Fighter episode. It's had a a huge bump in views uh, as of late, and I really do appreciate everyone's love and support to that. What is Cutscene? Cutscene is a channel that we launched a couple of weeks ago where I am taking certain aspects of a book that I wrote a few years ago about video game movies and exploring how certain video game movies got made. So we've looked at the fantasy draft that was written about the Super Mario Brothers that was more in line with the game and why that didn't get uh, done in, in favor instead of the dystopian sci-fi one that we got instead which is a bizarre little movie but i love it and why street fighter the movie looks nothing like street fighter the game spoilers it's a toy <laughs> uh, and finally for today kevin says the only thing that sponsor segment lacked was ollie saying you filthy effer straight in there oh yeah well let's play, play us out while uh, we do one more shout out to the Hydrogun sponsor. Absolutely, we can do. Also, I'm just going to quickly close the poll. Um, Ollie, you may be out of line, out of step this time round, because 56% gave it a thumbs up, with uh, 38% uh, saying it was thumbs uh, in the middle, and only 4% saying it was thumbs down. I agree. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh my god, oh my god, stick, keep it there. Yeah, uh, I'm keeping it right there. Go up slightly, slightly. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, is that the one? Uh. Thank you so much to this episode sponsor, Hydro Gun. We've both got bad muscles here, but look how uh. much this. Do you see how much that shifted there? <laughs> <laughs> look, how, look how good this Hydra gun does for your bad left, muscles. Left, left, left. Ah. It is half the size of other hand massages. You can travel this around with you or keep it around while you're traveling. It is effective for targeting deep issue pain, which is what I've got. It's clearly what Ollie Davis has as well. Ah. We'll be back on Tuesday, uh, actually Monday, with the next episode of Worst Match Ever. Take care, everyone. I've been Luke and DAD. This has been Oliver Davis. Oh. Jam that jam. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.